Grab your scuba gear and your chum buckets, because today we're going to list this. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to List This, where we list and you listen. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by... Cameron. And Jim. And today we're going to be listing top five uh, interesting shark-related things, <laughs> interesting shark events or um, happenings. Uh, we decided to do fiction or nonfiction, so some of these things um, are real-life events. Some of these things are probably film or, or book-related or stuff like that. So, since you guys don't have anything to add... <laughs> After this one, I mean, you pretty much said it all already, so... Yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> Sweet it's summary. Uh, <laughs> it is summary. Um, cool, so let's jump right into number five. Number five. Uh, and my number five is going to be a an event that happens every year in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be SharkCon. Um, and so SharkCon is an event dedicated to raising awareness about shark and ocean conservation. It's basically what it says. It's like a Comic-Con for sharks. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little mad that I didn't think about putting that on my list after I sent you guys like the link for the event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw it pop up and I was like, there's no reason I shouldn't put this on the list because it's... It's full on shark. Like, it's everything that's, you want. That's what it is. Like that's... And I kind of want to go. <laughs> it's every <laughs> it's every July. But, yeah, I mean, there's free... I mean, I guess you pay to get in, but then there's free activities that you can do, like, shark-related. You see shark teeth. And um, I don't know if they have, like, physical sharks there, but there's people walking around in shark costumes, <laughs> which is <laughs> close enough, I guess. I mean, I'm sure you could go into the ocean and see a shark, too, if you want to. Go just yeah, bait the water, go, jump yeah. in. I'm sure. See what's there. <laughs> I was say I'm sure that uh, shark hunt is slightly less dangerous, and then you don't need a cage. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I saw that event pop up, and I uh, I thought that was interesting too because I like the fact that they are doing stuff like this to raise awareness mm. um, for sharks. Because probably a lot of stuff that's going to come up with their list today is the fact that like sharks are like such a misunderstood breed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, people tend to think that like. Sharks are responsible for so many attacks, or you know, they're out specifically to attack us, which is not the case. Um, so, on seeing an event like this is is awesome. And upon further research for this list, I found that like more and more places have not necessarily conventions per se, but they have like other you know other things that they do to help raise awareness. So, there's actually organizations out there that help raise awareness. So, it's you know, this seems like a fun way to do it, um, especially with the convention popularization that we're seeing now. So it does say that it raises aware, it raises uh, awareness and money for, like I said, ocean and shark conservation. So that's really important also with the way that our oceans are kind of declining with all the trash and stuff that's being thrown in. Um, but oddly enough, it says that uh, you can geek out with members of the cast from SpongeBob. It's <laughs> just, just kind of a weird <laughs> thing a to be at a shark con. <laughs> But, uh, but you can get uh, – they also have speakers from uh, like Shark Week, National Geographic, Animal Planet and stuff like that. So they have those uh, like panels or whatever I'm guessing like they do it at Comic-Cons. Um, you can uh, buy merchandise, jewelry, art, clothing. Um, you can – it says enjoy the ocean even more with indoors scuba diving with professionals as well as other water sports. So like it seems like there's a lot to do, and it yeah. seems really cool. And I mean, if it's a nominal fee, 
Um, it would be interesting to fly down there and just go, for it, it, just to say you went. It also, funny enough, seems kind of like the perfect place for like the plot of another Jaws movie. Just <laughs> <laughs> everyone celebrating the sharks and. Why is there not a Jaws con? Oh, I'm That's sure. A good There's got to be a Jaws. Yeah, con. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there is. Like something. And why is that not on my list? <laughs> <laughs> Some little podunk town or something like that. Cool, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off with SharkCon, and then I'm gonna kick it over to Jim for his Ooh. number five. Nice uh, segue there. Told you um, I get one. <laughs> my number five. I'm gonna let you guys know this is gonna be the only shark attack story that's gonna be on my list. Um, but the reason why I have this one on here, so I mean, this is a so the 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 thing that got me, the title that got me on it was like shark attack that changed Cape Cod. Like forever, and this happened actually, I think, just recently in like 2014 or something like that. Um, but a couple of friends went down to Cape Cod to go like paddle boarding or like wiggy boarding or surfing on some scale or whatever. Um, one of the uh, one of the guys got a, basically got attacked, and from what the story was saying, it seemed like he was killed almost instantaneously. Um, just because, like, you know, by the time they got him up on the shore, it was saying that like he almost had no blood left over. Um, but the thing that got me for this was that it was talking about how, um, see, this was, this was like one of the last articles I read last night. So I'm like having to like read through the article and refresh my memory as I'm doing it. Yeah. 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 Um, but like it, there was a lot of things that came because of it. I almost debated on putting this on my dishonorable mention because of like everything that goes on around the Cape Cod region is they have so many events. They have like you know, stores that are dedicated to, like, shark stuff, and they have, like, sharks and, like, menacing pictures on, like, the t-shirts. They do, like, a Jaws filming, almost like a Rocky Horror Picture Show type of deal every year, um, and stuff like that. And after the shark attack, I know that the people that put on that Jaws show said that they have no intention of stopping that, um, even though, like, now people are way more aware of... Because yeah. this was, like, the first fatal shark attack since, like, 1930-something over in that region. Um... But, you know, they, they said that, like, the Jaws filming is, like, they do it to help raise awareness. You know, people are way more uh, alert. I guess the, um, um, I don't remember his, the uh, commissioner um, was trying to figure out, because no, nothing was getting done about it. So I know he was suggesting some, some solutions, and one of them was, like, culling the seals and stuff to basically try to take the population down to, to, to choke the, the, um, the food supply. For the sharks to try to get them to not go there as often but you know then of course the organizations and stuff are coming back saying like that's not a good idea because that's going to cause more issues for this and that so it seemed like nothing was really getting done but like suggestions were being had but nobody was really able to step up and get stuff done to like especially when with the summer season rolling around after that attack happened um so that's why i put it down on my list because it was one of those ones that like really brings up the idea of like government intervention to this kind of stuff it kind of sounds like Jaws in general, like where they didn't want to intervene. Yeah, yeah. it's like I mean, it's very similar. Yeah, it's I, I read it happened like in the place where they filmed Jaws. Yeah, I just <laughs> read about this last night too. This uh, same case, and it's not on my list, but it almost make my list. But it's so you know which which story I'm. Talking yeah, I know about. what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah, it's this like just really gruesome event. There's, there had been another attack. Uh, slightly before this one happened and like they were able to before. save the person. It wasn't even 20. It was actually just before. Oh, yeah. And they yeah. were able to save the person but they were really, really badly 
injured. So, and that person, I think they had to pump like twelve liters of blood into Jeez. him to like save him. So, was it a was it a bull shark? Do you know? Because I know bull sharks are like the most. No, I think it was. I a great think white. it was a gray white this okay. time. I didn't actually read anything that specified. I don't think now that I think um, about that though. If you guys are interested in reading up more on this, um, there's a lot to the article, so I couldn't say everything that happened. So I kind of that was my best attempt at a cliff note version of it. Um, if you guys are interested in reading more of it, go to bostonmagazine.com. Um, and it's the article title is The Shark Attack That Changed Cape Cod Forever. If you guys want to learn more about that article or stuff like that, just go there, read up on that article. You'll get the whole scoop, the entire story, in way more detail than I was able to give. But at least I was able to shed light on this one. Interesting number five. All right. Uh, so my number five is a little bit different than what we've got going here. It's not so much an event as much as it is just a fact. And it's just mostly about one type of shark that I've been really interested in since I was young. Uh, it's about whale sharks, which, uh, if you don't know about them, they're the, they're the largest species of shark out there. Uh, they're also completely, like, they, they're, they're harmless. They don't do anything to hurt humans or anything like that. Um, but I found out that they have an array of spots on their back that is actually unique to each individual shark. So it's actually unique like a fingerprint is to a human, which is really, really interesting. So you can always spot the same whale shark by noticing the same patterns that are on their um, on their backs. So I just think it's a really, really interesting thing. They also have some of the thickest skin out of any sharks. Um, they used to use it as sandpaper, actually, which is really? a funny thing. Yeah, so you can like rub it over and stuff. But I just thought it was really interesting that these sharks can be identified by that unique spot pattern. It's something yeah. that separates them from others of their kind. And they are very, like, singular creatures anyway. They mostly just float around by themselves. But It's yeah. <clears throat> very sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do have all these, like, little fish that swim next to them. They do, so. yeah. They just, and they're just like, so... I had, to, uh, I had to look up pictures to refresh my memory on what, like, the whale shark really was. Because yeah. I'm obviously, like, seeing so many different sharks on this research this past week. But, like... It made me happy because I was like one of my favorite like looking sharks just because it's so it's so unique looking. I feel yeah. like sharks as a whole have such like some of the most unique like variations that we see in like any animals. But this one was just so much fun for some reason just seeing a big like gaping mouth because there's that one in like the grouper. I think it's like the grouper shark or something like that where they basically like, oh yeah where they know, like, like way open up their mouth. Oh yeah, the mouth yeah. is like massively open. Yeah. Like those ones are so cool to me and, and like it's just. It's also one of those where sharks can be docile too. Yeah, they're I just think they're. Aggressive. I just think they're really, really beautiful too because they just kind of float there by themselves. And um, also a weird fact that sharks don't have vocal cords, uh, so they can't actually make any sound. So they just kind of are there. There's yeah. no sound that they can make or anything like that other than actually swimming through the water. But they just eat yeah. and swim. I think. I think a good word to describe them is like tranquil. Yeah, like they're very tranquil. Basically, kinda, like you said, they just kind of float around there. And, and it is really interesting that a shark, because that's like the biggest shark there is. It's like the biggest yeah. fish there is. Yeah. yeah. One of them, yeah. Um, that we know of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that we've seen. Which is terrifying. About a podcast, yeah. <laughs> bigger than a whale shark. But it's funny that like the biggest shark, you would think the biggest shark in the ocean that we know of would be just like this killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, it couldn't care less about humans. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's really cool. Because we can just swim up to it. You know, you have those pictures and videos of divers just kind of swimming around it, and it's just kind of there. And I've always yeah. wanted to do that. Yeah, it's just, they're so they're so beautiful. But, yeah, I just thought it was a cool fact. They're all individuals. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Let's, uh, oh, God, I'm only going to do this once. Let's swim over to number four. <laughs> or let's float 
aimlessly over <laughs> number oh four, God, like the whale the shark. First one. Number four. Uh, so my number four is going to be a news article that I read recently, and it's going to be the discovery of a new species of shark. It's called the American pocket shark. And the American pocket shark was discovered in February of 2012, in the, or sorry, February of 2010 in the Gulf of Mexico, and it glows. Um, it glows in the dark. So I thought that was really interesting. That it's, is interesting. Uh, I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's like one can of I, those fish. Can I make a request? Sure. Can you pronounce the uh, scientific name? For no, me? I cannot. <laughs> No, I can't. I think the people need to know. So, <laughs> for I, any, uh, here I'll give it a shot. Malasquama Mississippianensis. Yeah, I mean yeah. the Mississippi part. We got. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was awesome. Um, so it says that it's. Um, I'm reading an article on LiveScience.com, and it says uh, that it it fits in your hand, which is cute. And it looks like a mini sperm whale. I was just going to say also, that. It looks like a little tiny sperm whale. Which is also really cute. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting also because of the fact that we're still discovering these species like we just talked about. We, don't, we know that the whale shark is like a, one of the biggest sharks or one of the biggest fish in the ocean. But we don't know that that's the, the biggest fish because there's still so much we haven't discovered. So it's cool that things keep kind of popping up. We're like, oh, you know, here's a new thing we've never seen before, so let's name it after the state we founded it. Um, and I just thought it was cool that it glows. Because, yeah, that's interesting. Um, it has light-producing organs distributed on its stomach and back. And see, and that's a very um, like natural occurrence that we see with a lot of like deep water, I was gonna, um, yeah. like you know, deep ocean fish, where they have those. Yep. You know the, the the ability to produce light from within. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't see anything in the article that says um, it was found dead, which is interesting. If it's a deep, uh, like a deep sea fish, yeah, it just happened to swim up to where it got captured or for surfaced or whatever. So it's really fascinating. So it's it's cool, just like the uh, the giant squid. Yeah, um, things just keep kind of popping up from deep within the ocean we're like oh look we've never seen this before <laughs> which is terrifying it's also in, terrifying in its way. yeah it's it's something that's really interesting and just very very terrifying yeah this is actually something i'm gonna have to look up more because it's it's interesting to see such a small fish mm-hmm. and like to to start trying to figure out what kind of habitat they're they're mostly part of you know what their main diet sources being such a small fish i can only imagine them eat, being able to eat stuff like you know like plankton or you know like stuff that floats down towards the bottom but yeah no that's really cool and it I, doesn't say what it's i guess they don't know what it's uh, like diet is yet yeah so. except they just discovered it mm-hmm. so that's interesting so american pocket shark if you're interested go uh, go google it it's really fascinating yeah cool good i like i like this list so far um i'm gonna go on to my number four with another slightly, I guess, gruesome story. But it was one that I found was interesting. It's, um... The article title is Shark versus Croc. Or at least that's what I put for my list. Sweet. Um, Sounds like a bad movie. <laughs> actually, <laughs> it sure is... It I'm, trying to, I'm trying to pull the article back up because I put the link in my... There we go. 
Um, so basically what had happened was it was a giant crocodile devours a shark as tourists look on. So they like got to, yeah, no, it it was like kind of one of those like weird random, like you just see a giant crocodile versus shark and you're like, all right, let's take a look at this a little bit more. So, um, from what the article was saying, they have no idea how long they've been fighting, but they had gotten, by the time the tourists had actually gotten there, they don't say whether the tourists specifically went to go watch this or if it just happened to be like, you know, on the route. But, like, you know, by the time they got there, the, the croc was, like, thrashing the shark around. It almost pretty much had the shark, like, in half. But it was just kind of an interesting thing to see that, like... Because what was it? It was... Um, so, 10-foot-long saltwater crocodile um, and a bull shark that were uh, that were fighting. It was in Australia, which also made me want to put on my list. Because this is Australia, the place where everything wants to kill you, you know? <laughs> So, and crazy stories like that would come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So that's why I thought this was an interesting one to like be able like to put up on It wouldn't surprise me if you were like, the article says that this crocodile was killing this shark, and then a kangaroo jumped up and just <laughs> dropkicked both of them. It's like, but oh, yeah. it's Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it makes it, I love that like, we've gotten to the point to where like, if you say it's from Australia for something like this, it automatically makes it okay. And we're like, okay, it's just Australia. Like, yeah, this is how it happens. Weird, yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, it's Prison Britain. But wow, I'm gonna, we're going to lose a lot of Australian viewers. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I don't know. It's just cool uh, to listeners. see two two natural predators just, like... And it's interesting because we think, like, shark, we think, like, apex predator. Yeah. It's like nothing can kill it except, I guess, humans. Yeah. <laughs> um, or dolphins. But uh, but it's interesting. You get that, it, you know, it was, I guess it was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that, it really was. But, like, it, it, this one could have gone either way because it is exactly what you said. It's two apex predators. Because, yeah. like, you know, the shark and the crocodile are pretty much at the top of their food chain for, yeah. you know, for both of their, you know, both of their areas. So it's just mm-hmm. to see these two... It's almost like a King Kong Godzilla, yeah, like type of type of matchup, which is why I wanted to put something like this on my list because it was just like, just so out there and just so random and so intense that like I was just like, this is a really cool article to to mention. That is really interesting because I I did search to see like if sharks have like fought anything or like what they've gone up against, and I wasn't able to find anything super great, but I didn't see that article either, so that is interesting. I guess that's the answer to the age old question. Who would win between a shark and a crocodile? <laughs> Everybody's wondering. And yeah, now you know. <laughs> yeah, right. We, we finally answered it after years of searching. But no, Thanks, I, Australia. As like, as like a last note on this, I was finding that one of the biggest issues I had was like searching for this stuff is like I saw almost nothing but shark attack articles. Like even like doing like most interesting shark stories, funny shark stories, you know, stuff like this. Yep. Just trying to find stuff that wasn't shark attacks. I was still getting almost nothing but shark attack stories. It is really hard to not find shark attack stories, yeah. which is funny because there's actually not a lot of fatal shark attacks. So but it's it like just, a weird. It seems like up. nobody else really cares about this stuff, and like I wish that this would be different because I don't want to see nothing but shark attacks. I want people to know that sharks are much more than just you know shark attack stories in the news. So, all right. So knowing that, let's move into a shark attack story. Alright. <laughs> um, this one just kind of freaked me out. So I, I was recently down um, in California by the ocean and like watching people kayak and stuff like that. Uh, and you know, it's really interesting watching them kayak because you're not really thinking about anything other than that. It looks fun, you know. You're out yeah. there on the ocean. Um, I found out it's actually pretty consistent that sharks attack kayaks, and I didn't know this, or they at least will bump them just to see what they are. 
there was one in, and I can never say it. I can never say Massachusetts correctly. Massachusetts it always sounds weird. It. it always sounds weird. But anyway, there was mass. one over in Mass. There was one yeah, over in Mass, yeah. and um, it it was this situation where they were just going through, uh, just just kayaking in the ocean. I mean, very basic day, and they saw a shark fin pop up out of the water, and their boats got bumped. Okay, and then they they were freaked out, but they didn't think anything of it because you know, like it's gonna bump it, and then it's gonna go away. Mm-hmm. And then the shark came up. Like, just a scene straight out of Jaws, and it just bit the kayak. That's horrible. So they said the whole head of the shark completely came out of the water and just tore into the kayak and flipped both of them over. There were two separate kayaks, but so much force that it hit one, knocked the other one over. And, like, there are just these deep gashes in this in these kayaks. But, so it flipped over the kayaks, which means they weren't usable anymore, and the women were just floating there, waiting. They had called 911. They were just waiting. They didn't know where the shark was. Um, they, had it, a, they had a phone? They, I mean, yeah, they brought like a, I don't know if they brought like one of those um, like radio phones or if they just had like something in a case. I mean, My phone have, gets like, like a drop of water on it and it doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, you can get waterproof cases. Yeah. So, so, but I mean, I don't know what they used. I'm assuming I they mean, probably. Good on them though. For yeah, them. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, lucky for them Save as well. Life, I guess. Yeah, it did. And it's just interesting. I was looking at the pictures and it's just these huge gash marks in this kayak and Obviously, it swam away. It's not what it wants to eat. We yeah. know that we've heard this consistently. Sharks right. don't want to eat, you know, anything other than what they want for food. But it's except just bull it's except for <laughs> yeah. except for bull sharks and tiger sharks. tiger sharks, which are the trash cans of the sea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but they. But I just thought it's so terrifying to see. Like we hear, like shark attacks don't happen that often, and sharks are misunderstood. There are situations like that, though, that remind you why people are afraid of things like great yeah. whites. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as much as we want to, I mean, we can be scared of them, yes, but it's it's all about, like, it, in any situation, it's all about understanding and learning and, and knowledge, and it's like, you know, you know what to do in these situations, too, and it sounded like they were pretty, they were freaked out, but they were pretty calm, and they called on one, and they Enough, just waited. Yeah. yeah. Because they could have flailed around and then it probably would have come back. Like, oh, it's a fish. And that's one of, like, the biggest things that, like, I always, like, bring up when we talk about, like, shark attacks and stuff is, like, most of the time when sharks attack surfers or kayakers or stuff like that because all they see is just, like, a shadow up top. So they think it's something in their food chain. So that's why they'll generally take a bite thrash around because that's how they they normally do it. Realize that it's not what it actually is. And, like, a lot of times they'll let go. But they just have such a big bite that like it does so much more damage, and that's where we see a lot of like the fatalities or like a lot of like the you know the loss of like limbs, you know, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, and a lot of things. Sorry, I know we're gonna move on, but a lot of things are you know they'll they'll take a limb or something like that, and yeah. then, like you said, realize it's not what they want. Right. They didn't mean to take a limb. Yeah. No. It's so just, powerful and so big. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. It's not like, you know, if they wanted to eat you, they would eat you. Yeah, I mean, they take a bite out of you expecting you to be something. And if you're not that thing, they're going to swim away, which is unfortunate in a lot of ways because you just left there. It's Um, almost like you would rather be. I forgot to mention at the top of the podcast that we're doing this episode because it is Shark Week this week. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And I read, I was watching Shark Week, a show on Shark Week uh, last night, and they talked about this, or it was the news or something, but they had a shark attack where a surfer got bit on uh, on the elbow. And it let go. But he had, like, gash marks and yeah. stuff. Okay. And my, my mom was like, oh, they had a shark attack. And I'm like, yeah, but it let go. 
Like, he could have yeah. ripped his arm off. Yeah. yeah. But he took a bite out of him, realized that wasn't what, you know, he wasn't what he wanted to eat, we and then s- let go. We see that a lot with, like, calves. We hear that a lot of, like, in calves and stuff. Like, they'll bite, because that's what you generally yeah. see yep. first in the water. So yep. they'll take a bite of your calf. So they're not necessarily taking the whole leg, but they're definitely biting in a oh, lot yeah. of that muscle yep. mass. That's there, yeah. So. Cool. So right. uh, I didn't I didn't really do that on purpose, but uh, we're going to go over to number three. Number three. And my number three is going to be Shark Week. Okay. Um, so uh, I honestly, in hindsight, put a, should have put it lower on my list because it's gotten so monotonous and kind of boring. I feel like they recycle the same shows over and over again. Yeah. But it is still really have, cool. You only have so much content that you can yeah, play. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have, like, I watched one last night where it was like a, basically like a sitcom thing with... Like Rob Riggle and Joe Mc, Joel McHale and Anthony Anderson, and it was like they went on this shark to find um, the biggest shark uh, out there or something. It was I forget the name. I of think it, I but, saw a commercial for that. And uh, it was it was just scripted and it was just stupid. And I was like, this is just so dumb. I, I guess if you like like those comedians or those comedy actors. And you're like, I don't mind that it's scripted. I just like sharks. I guess it's fine. Yeah. I just, I was not entertained. But um, it, it is on my list. It's number three, so I should probably say good things about it. Um, I mean, I do like the fact, it kind of circles back around in my number five with like, it is a week devoted to sharks, and it is shows, um, whether they're reruns or not, that do bring awareness to sharks. Yeah. They do have shows on there that show like shark attacks and stuff, which is kind of like counterproductive in a way where it's like I'm gonna have this they have like a horror like a scary movie coming out of like these people that flipped over on a raft and one of their legs is bleeding and there's sharks around them like it happens but do you have to make it into like this horror yeah that's one of my biggest things with shark week is um, is that for me it became a lot of like shark attack stories like it was all a lot of like the dramatization mm. drama to, drama to, I can't even say that one either so dramatization dramatization no. yeah see there you go, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know but like it was mostly all shark attack stuff that I was seeing yeah. and like that gets boring to me because again it's like the same thing it's like yeah you feel for some of these people but at yeah. the same time like it gets it's yeah. the same old pony show but how many sharks were murdered because somebody got scared from watching one of these shows or whatever yeah, yeah. but with that being said I do love Shark Week because it's turned into an event like I see friends on Facebook yeah. who are like guys it's Shark Week coming up like you know who's gonna come over and we're gonna start watching or whatever like people have turned it into an event which is really cool to me I think it's awesome that it's blown up this much it is really cool yeah I, I would be down to get together and watch Shark Week like with you guys or something like that it would be yeah. fun yeah it's, it's just a fun pick a couple of shows to watch or, yeah, yeah it's fun to talk about it's one of those things where like it's fun to talk about while you're watching it but I think sitting there watching it by yourself it just gets kind of tedious yeah it's just like the same it's the same cycled stuff every year and just like yeah. I need something new they're always searching for something. They're like searching for the megalodon, and they're like they never. It's like finding Bigfoot when we talked about the mythical creatures or whatever. It's like a show about this thing, but they never find the thing that they're looking for. So it's just really disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, but like I said, as much crap as we just talked about Shark Week, I did put it's, it on my list because it is important for like shark awareness and shark conservation and stuff like that. Yeah, it gets a lot of people into learning about sharks yeah. too. Yeah, and I think it's it's really changed the perception of sharks as being like a scary thing because like you know i know my girlfriend has like a fear of sharks mm-hmm. you know like stuff like shark week has really either enhanced that fear for some people or it's really been able to like 
bring people into yeah. you know kinda sharks like, is like a much better much... like ground them in a way yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. like jaws really we've talked about this like jaws the movie like sparked uh-huh. like you know phobia for so many people yeah. growing for up. a nation i mean you know like, yeah so something like shark week is it's kind of the opposite end of that where it's it's i i feel like it's hoping to take some of that phobia away hey jim i thought we weren't going to talk about jaws in this episode i never said not talk about jaws <laughs> I, I want to say they both specifically looked at me and told me not to talk about Jaws. So. <laughs> we did, yeah. To be fair, I never said not to talk about Jaws. I just meant not Jaws coming up on the yeah, list. No, okay. You just yeah. guys are yep. just... <laughs> uh, yeah, spoiler, Jaws is not going to be on any of yeah. our lists, although it probably would be. <laughs> yeah, I think. It almost had to be on like a shark event because that is a big one. But anyways, moving on to my number three um, is I'm going to go back to my lightheartedness with my list. Um, and it always usually happens around the number three uh, and on. But it's going to be Michael Phelps versus the Great White, which was... Is that the swim contest? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. he, Michael, Michael Phelps raced, quote-unquote, raced a Great White. So they basically, um, they didn't actually put him in a Great White in the water together. That's disappointing. They, that is it is a little bit. It is a little bit, but they they did like a like a uh, almost like another dramatization where like he swam the distance from X to you know from A to Z or A yeah. to B whatever however you had said. But you know he he swam the distance that he needed to, and they obviously with all the facts and stuff that we have about a shark, they um, essentially put him in the shark in the lane next to mm-hmm. Michael Phelps. Um, this was purely for a fun thing because I don't think he ever had any notion that he was going to win because, of course, he got slaughtered. I was going to say, there's no way. Oh, yeah, Yeah, no, there's no. zero way that like Michael Phelps is going to win, but it's still like, it, it's, a, it, it's a fun way to teach about a shark because we it, it brought up a lot of teaching moments of like, these are why, this is why a shark is going to be swimming this fast like this. This is how fast the shark is going to be swimming, you know, how long the shark can go before it's gassed. You know, and different stuff like that. So it was a really cool and really interesting teaching moment. Um, plus, I'm sure Michael Phelps probably got paid to do it. So and in some way. Oh, yeah. And it's a great... I'm, I'm looking at the article that they wrote about it. And it's a great uh, like indication of just how fast sharks are. Um, yeah. It says that the hammerhead he raised went 50 meters in 15 seconds. So it's like crazy fast. You found one for a hammerhead? And huh? Yeah. Oh, really? It says he it... raised a hammerhead and then a great white. Okay. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. Um, so, but uh, but you know the show that I was watching last night, that stupid show with Rob Riggle or whatever. Yeah. They, but they talked about how quick sharks can turn as well, and that yeah. kind of goes into their speed as well. Is like they're swimming, and a second later they're facing you. Yeah. So it's just scary, like how yeah, well, quick these things are in general. They're nothing but muscle. Yeah. Pretty much muscle and like a spine, essentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just thought that was a fun, interesting story to like throw cool. in there. It's it's kind of a little bit, you know, off of the mm. off of the beaten path of like what you normally see, and then. But it's also playing off of you know Michael Phelps has obviously gotten really popular over the last like ten years from Olympics and yeah, all that right. stuff, yeah, and it's just playing on his popularity. Yeah. Also, because everybody knows who he is. So, so. like that's going to bring in a different audience, and yeah. it's not going to bring in just yeah. shark enthusiasts. Yeah. It's going to bring bring Michael in people. Michael Phelps enthusiasts. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like swimming enthusiasts, yeah. you know, Michael Phelps enthusiasts, um, people who find enjoyment in like looking going online and looking up the daily news articles because like that's something that's going to be in a daily news article yeah. so that's going to bring in more re- you know yeah. more people that way too and I, I love how broad that like so and and people who were disappointed because they thought michael phelps was going to be in the same <laughs> lane as the shark yeah yeah no but, i was i was curious to see how they were going to do that one but 
cool. That's yeah, I like that. Uh, cool, Cameron. All right, so um, I do not have Michael Phelps on my list. <laughs> so I'm actually going to change my second and my third one real quick. But uh, I'm actually going to talk about how we've found out recently in um, recent years, or I guess recent in terms of like a hundred-ish years, uh, that sharks swim, or some sharks can swim into fresh water. I think it's a really interesting yeah. fact because, you know, like we see like people are afraid of the oceans and stuff like that, but the oceans are not just the things out there that have sharks. Um, and actually, it's the freshwater that has the most dangerous sharks because bull sharks are the most violent sharks out there. And they will just kind of attack and eat almost anything. They're not, they don't have like a specific taste like great whites do. They're not looking for anything um, specific, just something to eat. But they've been known to swim really, really far up rivers. And I was looking, and it's just like some of the rivers that they've um, gone up have just been like miles and miles and miles of fresh water. And they also think that there's a possibility that they can spawn in fresh water as well. Okay. And that's also kind of a terrifying idea. Um, I, I've always wondered, uh, like you always see things like... Uh, species being introduced into invasive habitats basically and I've always wondered like what if someone just decided to introduce a bull shark into like a freshwater area that it wouldn't be able to get into like a big lake you or know, something like, like that water or something yeah, like, like Florida's <laughs> water or if someone wanted to bring it into like Lake Superior and like mm -hmm. just let it go as an invasive species you know what would happen but I, I think it's a really interesting thing because there there's not very many sharks that can do it um there's another shark down in south america that can do it and actually they mainly live in freshwater down there uh but it's but it's mostly bull sharks that do this but again you have bull sharks which are violent and they are aggressive and there's still not really anything to fear like a lot of like a lot of people still have that fear of sharks they're mostly going to leave you alone but there's always that that idea that like yeah. I, I spent time in Lake Tahoe recently and it's just this beautiful pristine lake and there's no way for any sharks or anything to get in there but it's just that idea of like people thinking that they're in this pristine lake that's safe yeah. or whatever and then there's just that one thing lurking mm -hmm. there you know and they're not small either like they're no. definitely not one of the I was <laughs> looking at like and you can see them with like people and they're I mean they're pretty decent yeah. sized sharks bull sharks are scary yeah, and they're like they're also like some one of your more conventional looking sharks. So yeah. it's like what a lot of people think a shark looks like because they almost look like a smaller, sleeker version of a great white. Yeah, basically. But yeah, I, I just I think it's a really interesting thing for us to know because not only do we not only do we have you know sharks in saltwater, it also just makes me wonder like are there other types of sharks that we're waiting to find in other places you know there are lakes like tahoe for instance which is ridiculously deep and they don't think there's anything like that in there it's actually got a pretty limited life but in a lot of lakes do yeah. but it's just that idea of you know what could be lurking underneath the water that's not in the ocean so sweet uh you scared me now now i'm not gonna go in any water <laughs> not even like a pool so i'm scared there might be a shark in there um, moving right along to number two. Number two. Uh, I am going to throw it back 425 million years ago to the, well, like when the sharks first evolved and started showing up on Earth. Um, the reason I put that on there is because when I was looking it up, <clears throat> it's fascinating because <clears throat> 450 million years ago, 425 million years ago, whatever, um, means that they survived like the ice age 
They survived. Um, it says that they survived three out of the four extinctions, um, which is interesting, which I didn't really do more research to find out what the fourth one is. I don't know if it's the one that hasn't come yet or... <laughs> or uh, A little ominous there. Yeah, Hide yeah. your homes, people. That's <laughs> But it's just fascinating because it's like you look at a shark and we, I mean, I guess there's a way to tell how old they are, but it's just, you know, there could be a shark that's a thousand years old out there. Who, like, who knows? Yeah. Um, but it's it's just fascinating that they've survived for that long. It, it's, it, it is yeah. part of that being that apex predator. Uh, yeah, I was say, it's to... one of those where it's like they are because they are the apex predator. They are, you know, ev- evolutionarily sound um, because, you know, they, they are... I, I completely lost my train of thought because of that. Yeah. No, it's the that same idea as like the phone vibrating. Yeah, it was. Nobody for it. <laughs> it's the same idea as like the crocodiles and like so crocodiles and alligators and stuff where they've been around for you yeah, know millions yeah. of years now and it's the same idea where again another apex predator that is you know at the peak of its evolutionary yeah. chain right now and that's the same way with the sharks so it's no surprising that they've been around for as long as they have been. Yeah, and I was reading about that as well. Uh, another thing that almost made my list, but um, I, I think it's really interesting too because we do have sharks that are, I can't remember how long it's been around, but like the goblin shark is one of the most ancient fossils like on this planet. It's and still it's swimming like, around. still a pretty recent discovery of the Yeah, we, it's so deep in the waters that we don't ever really see it, yeah. which is also a reason why we see them surviving like extinctions and stuff like that because they've lived so deep for so long but i mean that one is a super old shark it looks like kind of more of a prehistoric animal those things are terrifying looking but it's it is really interesting that these things have been around for so long and there's been so many different iterations of them including the megalodon which is another one that you know was back that you know way way back yeah 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 yeah. So uh, I want to make a correction. This article says that they have survived all five mass extinctions. So everybody can rest easy. Yeah, there's no extinction coming yet. <laughs> so, um, but it does say that it um, it gives rise to adaptive radiations, like the uh, like extinctions do, and that results in the many different kinds of sharks that we have. Yeah. So they're just kind of like. Uh, I guess a crude word would be like mutations. Like you have like these shark mutations, and it makes like you know like goblin sharks or like whatever hammerheads right. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And so we can thank uh, extinctions for giving us cool sharks. Yeah, hammerheads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a weird looking. They're shark. just so, so yeah, odd. Right? They're just like they're but they're so cool. Faces. They're so cool. But, but, but like yeah, they have <laughs> such cool they're... features about them. But they're cool with their stupid faces. <laughs> well, and it's also, I just want to say, like, we talked about the bull sharks aggressive, and hammerheads are just, like, irritable, which I think is funny. <laughs> like, they just don't like to be bothered by things. That's the way to put it. Oh, man. Oh, cool. I love that you had that as your number two, because my number two is going to be very much in the same vein, and it's the discovery of the megalodon shark. Sweet. So, which was a which was one that went extinct, um, from what it, from like the article that I was reading, um, you know, megalodon had become extinct by the end of the Pliocene era, which was about two point six million years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it also says is when the planet was had entered a phase of uh, global cooling. So you're talking about sharks surviving the ice age and stuff. Well, that leads to like the megalodon was one of the biggest sharks that was oh, yeah. around that we know of. Obviously, again, that we know of, like, you know, Massive Shark. You know, we have the, the new movie that just came out with Jason Statham. Yeah, the couldn't Meg. handle Jason Statham. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> but anyways, but, like, you know, that just, like, plays on how massive and scary, yeah. like, a shark like this is, mm. you know. But, like, if we had a shark that, that was that big, you know, 
I can't imagine the damage that it would do. Yeah, and it's it's similar. We were talking about the whale shark earlier, and it's it's one of those things where like the whale shark isn't carnivorous because there's not enough in the ocean for it to be. It would decimate the ocean. So yeah. luckily, we don't have a food supply for anything like a meg. Well, that's probably why part of the reason right. why it went extinct was because of how big and how much food it needed. Plus, like at the beginning of an ice age. Where stuff is dying off anyways because of the global cooling, the shark like that is not gonna, you know, it's not gonna last. But at the same time, we're also still looking from what you were saying earlier, we're still looking for evidence of a megalodon existing. Yeah, and I, I actually, I saw, I saw the megalodon movie, and it's based off of a book or whatever. Uh, they, they bring up an interesting thing, which I've always loved uh, since I found out about, about them as a kid, which is um, underwater lakes. you're two for two Uh, I want to silence that phone Yeah. uh, but anyway for underwater lakes so underwater lakes have a higher saline content in them uh, but these are I mean they're just like what we have technically like we can go in the water we can only go in for so long fish can also only go in for so long it's not their habitat so they have trouble surviving in those but we think that there's other creatures that can survive in those we just are not positive we also don't know if there's like anything that's really deep that's what the Megalodon movie plays off of is the idea of um, of underwater lakes leading to like a giant ravine that's just holding tons of life and it's holding megalodons. Well, and stuff we've like seen that. that too, where the pictures are really, really cool. Where it's like these rivers that are underwater, and yeah. it's super, it's like surreal. It's yeah, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's just beautiful. It doesn't look real, it's just, yeah. it's so incredible. Yeah, but yeah, uh, megs are so cool. So, the one thing that I want to mention to your point is. The other show, I think it was the same show, that stupid show on, on Shark Week or whatever. Um, but uh, You learned a lot from it. I did. <laughs> really did. did. Uh, no, but they were talking about the Meg. Uh, I don't remember if it was that show or was a different show, but they were talking about how they think the Great White might have actually been part of the reason that the Meg went extinct. Because the Great Whites are way more agile. They're smaller. They can yeah. turn on a dime, like I said. So they were able so they they could have stolen all food. that food. Yeah. And then the Meg just kind of starved out. It's an interesting theory. I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, the Megs would have needed like packs of animals, yeah. like, and that's Massive, you know, it's just yeah. not really realistic. I mean, I guess it could swallow like a whole bunch of tuna at once, but, but bunch it's of not right. It'll exactly, be, it's only like, so uh, realistic. Yeah, essentially, a megalodon is from everything that I've seen is like um bigger great white. Yeah. So something like the great white, which exerts so much energy needs so much food so like something as big as like a megalodon like just getting like a whole bunch of like tuna at one go is not going to be sustainable enough for them to be able to like exert the amount of energy that they do and being as much muscle as they are so i mean that leads again into your point of like the great white probably came in and wiped essentially wiped out the the megalodon yeah Yeah. all right good talk yeah so moving into my number two we're on number two right yeah we are all right so moving into my number two, um, I wanted to talk about. Sorry, I completely had what I was gonna say, and then it just left me. Let me get that back. Okay, so I wanted to talk about uh, a shark attack, but this time it's something different. It's an attack on a shark. So this one is just to remind us that there are scarier things in the ocean. Uh, this is actually a recent thing that I read about. I believe it happened in. I'm sorry. I believe it happened in San Francisco. Um, these people were watching two orcas, and uh, they were actually basically battling against a shark. So this is a really interesting story because 
what ended up happening is instead, usually we think of great whites as like these fearsome, amazing predators. And this is, I mean, this was a huge great white going up against orcas. So they go underneath the water and it's like 15 minutes that they're down there. And these people are just waiting on top. There's another orca that's just swimming around on top. And then this orca comes back up with the great white in its mouth upside down. So for people that don't know, when a shark flips upside down, it goes to sleep. So that you can, it'll like immediately go to sleep. Um, It's just built into its DNA. But if it stays upside down and in one place for too long, it can't swim. And if great white sharks don't move forward, they can't breathe. So it suffocates in the water. So this orca kept it upside down long enough for it to suffocate and then brought it back up to the top of the water and they both tore it apart. Which is terrifying in so many ways and amazing in so many others. This orca had the knowledge to flip it over, hold it there, and then wait to kill it. I mean, I, I think there's a reason they're called killer whales. Exactly. Like, I, I mean, I know they yeah. they don't necessarily go after people. No. But, but yeah. uh, they're but they extremely do, aggressive. They're extremely they're aggressive. extremely intelligent. With, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With other, I mean, same thing with dolphins. You know, you've heard stories of dolphins just ramming sharks and killing them or ramming yeah. orcas. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I mean, sharks aren't the only scary thing out there. Yeah. My main question is, did we arrest the orcas and charge them for murder? Because <laughs> they need to be brought to justice. Um, oh, man. I, I, I just... Shambu's going to blast prison. <laughs> Free Willy's terrifying now. That's, <laughs> I just, I thought it was such a terrifying story because yeah. we hear about sharks being dominant and this shark got destroyed. I mean, it just got murdered. And I read, and they actually, oftentimes if orcas show up, great whites will just swim away. Yeah. They don't they stay around them. And now yeah. I know why. Yeah. Now I know the reason. Because they're smart enough to use their biology against them. I think it's funny that we have a story like this and then we have a movie like Free Willy. I think, uh, no, it's interesting because we think, sh- I mean, sharks are smart to a degree. Oh, yeah. But there's things in the ocean that are way smarter. Like oh, yeah. Orcas and, or yeah. Much more, or like that. Much more adaptable, too, because yeah. stuff like dolphins and orcas and stuff like that can adapt to certain situations where there's a great white. They pretty much have a routine. And it also seems like way. sharks are more uh, like lonesome predators. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was where, about to say that. Yeah. Where yeah. Shark, more sharks will come, but it's more of like, a, oh, I a see you have frenzy. blood here. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what I think is interesting about this. Is I was expecting the story to be two orcas, like I, I rammed the shark a bunch to knock it out. But this, I mean, it didn't even matter if, if there were two orcas. It, up, yeah. it was just one, one orca yeah, one that took out one great yeah. white. I mean, they, but I, but I've read consistently. The other one's just like up on the top. Like, let me know, let me know if you need some help over there. (laughs) But yeah, I just thought it's terrifying story. It's also really fascinating. And it also shows the intelligence of things like orcas as well. Yep. Cool. So let's move on to number one. Number one. And my number one is going to be, uh, I say it's Jaws related. It's not really. Um, it's an actual event that happened. It's the sinking of the USS Indianapolis. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking is about. Is that your number one? No, oh, okay. it's not. But I know <laughs> what you're talking about. That, yeah, it, I almost, it almost was, was my number one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, the reason that I put it on my number one is not necessarily because I'm a Jaws fan, although Jaws did really like, well, for a lot of people, it really brought that to light. He's a huge Jaws fan. I'll listen to him. I am a huge Jaws fan, but I'm also a big little two buff. So, yeah. like, the, the love for the two things. Um, so it was it was actually a uh, a U.S. ship that delivered the uh, atomic bomb to Leyte in the Philippines, and it was on its way back. I believe it was on its way back to Guam, and it got hit by a Japanese torpedo. 
uh, it got hit by two of six that were fired. And so it sunk, and the ship went into the water, and, you know, it took uh, thousands of people oh, with it. Oh, you know what? This It just clicked. I know exactly which story yeah. you're talking about now. Okay. And, um, and there were only... There were only X amount of people left. I forget exactly how many people were left. Um, I know Quint has his own, like, story or whatever. But okay, so I guess 80 people went into the water, right? And by day three, there were only 17 still alive. And uh, But it, it has to do with the sharks coming in and feeding on them. And I think it's more so that they had dead bodies and they just kind of pushed them off the rafts and stuff so it was just kind of food yeah i mean hanging out there when you have like a huge like we talked about having enough food when you have a huge supply of food that's a little bit different and it's more of a reason to just continually go back i mean it's Mm. you know um i'm assuming that you know having to abandon ship or going down with the ship or something like that there were cuts and stuff on these people as well which would have led to blood um but it was just, you know, a lot of them, a lot of them got eaten by sharks. And like I said, I believe that it was more like the dead bodies. I'm sure there were some people that got dragged, uh, dragged under and stuff, which is you know, super unfortunate and super sad. But um, it's just, it's really, what I, what really I, fascinating. Yeah, what I had read about it, and I know information on this is scarce about what happened and what didn't because of, you know, the situation itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I had read is that there was at one point about 1,100 people, and mm-hmm. then once the shark attack started, by the end of it, there were 900. Mm-hmm. So, so 1,100, uh, sorry, 1,196 11, men, 900 made into the water alive, and by the end of it, because okay. uh, I, I, I'm actually on an article right now that's okay. talking about it. Yep. Um, so only 317 remained. 317, yeah. That's... So that's yeah, that's about... more than just dead bodies gone. Yeah, yeah. that's that's insane. Then. So I mean, it says like some were severely burned from explosions. Some had broken bones and cuts. A yeah. lot of them were covered with fuel oil. Yeah, um, and they were like also that, like so... resting exposure, um, starvation, um, stuff and, like that. And just to think about sitting there. So the th- the the more tragic part is that it was such a secret mission that they didn't even know the ship went missing until like a week after or yeah. something like that so i mean these guys are just sitting in the water for you know an undetermined yeah, amount of time like and nobody even knows that they're yeah. missing yeah. and yeah so it's just horrifying i mean if you guys if you listeners out there haven't looked into the uss indianapolis i would highly recommend it there's an okay movie with Nicolas Cage. Um, there is that I a watch. movie about it. There's a movie, and yeah, I think I saw the. Aside from Nicolas Cage, it is a really interesting uh, take on it. Um, I would recommend it. I mean, it's you know, it's fun. So it's s- not fun, but it's <laughs> informative. Smith- Smithsonian. I can't. Smithsonian. Yes, yeah. that one has um, Smithy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smithsonian.com has a really good article on that as well, so I would recommend heading there to read, especially since that is a very um, good source. Yep. So, cool. Good. What you got for pick. number one? I, <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. My number one. I don't know how well I'm gonna be able to follow that, but my um, number one Hashtag is going. Jim, can you follow? To be, yeah. <laughs> Here we go again. Um, is the first ever? Okay, I don't want to say it's the first ever like recorded shark breach at this point, but like just shark breaches in general. Like if you've ever had a chance to see it, Shark Week is actually what first introduced me to that. So a shark breaching is such 
like an amazing yeah exactly yeah. it's such an amazing thing because essentially they yeah they that's how they go after their prey a lot of times is they'll like they'll swim down and they'll like swim almost straight up directly you know grab what it is ever the water and yeah. almost come completely out of the water in an arcing and right back in and it's such yeah such a beautiful thing to watch um, and I first saw it on Shark Week, and they were talking about how, you know, recording this, because they knew that sharks did it, but they never had it on recording, so it was like the hunt to try to get a recording of it. And so, like, the the feeling that the scientists got when they first, they finally recorded it, because that, that's like, it's such a monumentous thing, because it also gives them a recording to study in the future. Yeah. Because we are still learning so much about sharks. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a huge part of, like, marine biology is, like, sharks, and like learning about them and seeing how they hunt, how they feed, what they feed on, you know, why their actions are the way they are, and seeing some of their shark breeds is so cool. Was it Air Jaws? You know, I don't remember. Yeah, I think Air Jaws is like a show solely devoted to like catching sharks jumping out of the water, which makes Air Jaws. Yeah. Air Jaws. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it's really cool because they show all these neat. Yeah, they do. Sometimes they come like. Vert, like horizontally out yeah. of the water oh, it's, and um, they just kind of like belly fly yeah, into the water. Great, great whites can get at least 10 feet out of the water. That's the highest we've seen them get, which is ridiculous. That's I mean, that's that's yeah. an insane height. That's from the ground to a basketball goal. Yeah, so that's I mean, crazy. That's, yeah, that's, about, yeah, yeah, to get their whole body up to that distance, it, yeah, it's incredible. power yeah. that would take to get, because those things are like, they're, they're tons. Like, well, yeah, you know, and they, they weigh a couple tons. And it, it's just amazing to see a fish do that, because also let's remember that, I mean, sharks just at the end of the day, they are just fish i mean they're just scary fish but i mean it's it's insane to think of a fish hopping 10 feet out of the water yeah. i mean it's crazy and, and like the reason why i made number one on my list is because like watching it on tv was so awe-inspiring to mm -hmm. me and like it just it filled me with like excitement and i think it was one of the things that like sparked my interest in like because i i wanted to be a marine biologist for a little while i did too i did now too I'm like, <laughs> now i'm going into anthropology because of the same reason because of discovery because of learning yeah. and and increasing our knowledge on stuff and and something like that was just so cool like even just talking about it gives me excited and gives me chills and stuff mm. but i can't imagine what it was like for them on the boat to yeah. see that if it's doing that to me on my couch at home yeah I can't imagine what it's like yeah. for them there. And I mean, that's one of the reasons I wanted to be a marine biologist is just like to see these things up close and personal, to be able to interact with them, be able to touch them and, yeah. uh, and like learn. help them yeah. and learn. And yeah, and so it was really cool. Uh, I think Jaws might have inspired that. I don't know. I think it might have been before I saw Jaws, though. Yeah. It was just seeing everything about reading books about yeah. sharks and seeing yeah. pictures. I have like this giant like coffee table book that's just all about sharks. I grew up loving them. Mm -hmm. um, I got to see, when I was younger, I got to see a lemon shark. It was actually trapped in like this little crevice of rocks and it was just swimming in circles. Which, if you don't know about lemon sharks, they're one of the fastest sharks in the ocean. So the fact that it was just stuck there was unfortunate. Did but you pick it up and put it I didn't, in the water? I was a young kid, so I just <laughs> stared. But it, it was really, really interesting. And that is why you're not a marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> but I really wanted to be. And like being back by the ocean recently reminded me of why I wanted to be a marine biologist. And like I went to a giant aquarium and everything, got to see everything. It's, yeah. And I mean, I guess it's you know we're gonna move on, but not just not just sharks for me, just being ocean in oh, general. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's great. That's why I wanted like, to do a marine biology, yeah. especially when you get out in the ocean and you get to where there's no land in sight. It's just like it looks like an infinite, like a whole different world. Yeah, it looks like it's, a water world. Yeah, and so I think that was so <laughs> interesting because like I'm not smart enough to be an astronaut. You know, there's no way I'll ever be able to go into space. So what's the next best thing is going underwater and like learning yeah. about like a completely different world. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. That's... Thank you, Cameron. Uh, I'm also leaving. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All right. Uh, so moving into my number one here. Um, I'm going to talk about something that we have talked about before in a different podcast. Uh, I'm talking about the first shark attacks. But I want to talk about Herman Ulrichs specifically. So, again, we talked about it even in this podcast. We have not known for a very long time that sharks will attack humans. Not in terms of this country, I guess. I don't know what's recorded in history if we have anything that says that. But in terms of like modern recordings... We didn't know that sharks attacked humans until the bull shark attack in New Jersey, which yeah. we've talked in depth about. There's a lot that happened. I mean, we could do a whole other podcast on it because there's just so much that went on. But I want to talk about the millionaire and athlete Herman Ulrichs because this guy was so positive that a shark would not attack him that in 1891, he, oh, he had people yep. give him money to bet that a shark wouldn't attack him. I saw this article come up. And then he had a whole party. He had a whole bunch of people show up, right? And then he dives into the ocean from, like, his house. And apparently everyone was so terrified because there was, like, a shark in the water at the time. And everyone was so terrified that they all, like, looked away. Like, everyone thought he was going to get eaten and all of this. And he jumps in and the shark, like, swims away to prove his point. He then later repeats it on his yacht. So he was so sure that sharks were just these docile creatures that weren't going to attack that he that he like he tempts fate twice. And I just this story doesn't end with him dying or anything. It just ends with him getting what he wanted. But the funniest thing is he proved himself right, but he was wrong. Yeah. So and yeah. he was wrong in the sense that it was literally happening like at the time. Like, it was happening where people were getting attacked, but there's just no one wanted to believe it. People wanted to believe it was literally anything other than a shark for some reason. But yeah, I just think it's so interesting to just do a death-defying stunt because you are so positive these giant creatures with teeth are not going to hurt you. Yeah, it just it's and a, to be right, but then to be wrong later on. Yeah, is really interesting yeah. Well, and, it, and it's unfortunate because he proved himself right for the time. And that actually helped inspire the horrors that yeah, did happen in yeah. the Jersey Shore. His actions probably caused a lot more deaths. Exactly, yeah, because it yeah. caused the government to just be like, well, I mean, there's, oh, they're, there's they're obviously not nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then it caused them to be skeptical still about, like, great whites and stuff and mm. about uh, about um, bull sharks. Mm. So they caught, they started catching sharks to kill those sharks, but they weren't catching the right ones because they just didn't believe the big ones would attack humans, which is just like human ego, I think, too. But yeah, I just Herman Ulrichs. If you haven't read the story, it's it's a just a really it's a short story, but it's just interesting. It's didn't they chum the waters too? When I think in they there? did chum the waters, which is how they brought the shark over. I think they did that on his yacht, but I don't remember. If, I don't know if that's true. That's or not. what I'm like trying to search yeah. for right now. I'm not gonna say that one's true. But we do know that there was definitely a shark in the water when he jumped in because people saw the shark and it just it swam away. But I mean, he just dove into the water. And like we talked about, sharks are not actually looking for you. So something like that could easily scare away a shark. And it depends on what kind of shark it is, too. I mean, there's some sharks that don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. So can you imagine being that fearless to just be like, yeah, I'm going to jump in just show you guys that like sharks are cool. Like, you know, I'm going to jump in with a great white being around. I'm barely that fearless in a lake that I'm pretty sure there's no sharks <laughs> in. <this. laughs> but 
I, I mean, yeah, I, I can't imagine doing that and then just doing that right off of a yacht, too. Yeah, twice, twice, too. Yeah, yeah it's, So Herman yeah, Ulrich's interesting. the daredevil out there. So, yeah, good uh, good choice. What a, what a, what a douchebag. Um, <laughs> so that, that uh, wraps up our list portion of our top five shark stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And now we're going to move right on over to honorable mentions. Um, and my honorable mention is going to stick with the theme. I was actually trying to find something to replace it with, but I'm just going to stick with this. It's actually going to be uh, July 14th is Shark Awareness Day. It is a day dedicated to shark awareness. Okay. Um, and it's one of those things where if you don't have time to do Shark Week, if you don't have time to do Shark Con or whatever. At least do Shark Day. Yeah, at least do Shark Day. Um, and I'm sure there's all kinds of like information. I know there's websites and stuff that can give you information. Um, I imagine they have shows like History Channel or whatever when they're not showing. Pawn Stars would show shark shows <laughs> or whatever. Um, but um, <laughs> it's, it says... Contrary to the expectations, the purpose of Shark Awareness Day is not to stand on the beach and shout out warnings to terrified swimmers <laughs> and sailors, despite the hours of innocent fun that can provide. Wow. Um, but it's more kind of like, like I said, going with the theme. It's more protecting our ecosystem, protecting the conservation, um, keeping the seas healthy and stuff like that, and just knowing that Sharks aren't there to eat you and attack you and, uh, or, yeah. you know, 95, 95, 99% of them aren't out there just to, to kill you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This podcast not paid for by sharks, yeah. by the way. I know we're talking about them a lot in a good way. I mean, they are. I think one shark paid us. <laughs> it was like a, a dollar or something like that. A sand dollar. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway, but no, um, I want to bring up the point that I know this has been said. I've heard it multiple times, but um, we are land creatures for the most part. Yeah. And going into the ocean, we are going into their territory. Yeah. And so the fact that we go into their territory and they're just doing what they do as sharks. They just swim and eat. And uh, the fact that we're killing them sharks yeah. because we go into their territory like encroaching I mean, their territory and they're like any other creature i mean we have like every creature attacks other creatures yeah. i mean they have something that they're going to go after owls pick up chihuahuas i mean like it's it, we think of sharks as bad because they attack us and that harms humans but they're not that it like they should be protected there's so much importance in sharks in our waters and yeah and i think that goes back to us like and we've talked about how like the human race is an egotistical you know a race whereas like if someone attacks us we have the ability and f f what we think is like the reason to go back and attack them and like yeah. you know start killing them for for stuff and it's not i don't know it's not cool guys like don't do that like <laughs> we'll just we'll just nuke the sharks <laughs> <laughs> this shark got confused, so we're going to go kill a bunch of them, which is basically yeah. what's happened. Yeah. It, it is unfortunate. Yeah. It is good to know that they are, they're more than just dangerous creatures. I mean, yeah. yeah. But I mean, we do that with each other too. It's like if someone hits you, you're going to hit him back. Like that's just how we are. As like, well, and it's like bears have attacked it, humans, but don't go out and just murder bears. Yeah, that's exactly. not a good like, idea. Yeah, we don't do that with bears. For Ex that same exactly. Like, well, yeah. There's no reason to do it with like sharks. Yeah. You know? But we do also, to bring up that point, we do. Like, we'll, you know, the bear, this bear attacked someone. 
we caught it, so we're going to put it down. And the reason is always it ha- now has a taste for human flesh or whatever it may be, which is... Some stupid reason. I mean, they have a taste for flesh. That's yeah. just honestly what it is. Like, bears, they don't mind your taste. Sharks do mind the taste. Yeah. They don't want it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yes, Shark Awareness Day, July 14th every year. Nice, cool. I, that's, I feel like the most fitting for an honorable mention so, because it is... We will be celebrating that next July 4th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somehow. Since it's passed. Swimming with sharks. Yeah. Walking around with fins on our backs. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the Jaws board game. Oh, man. Yes. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, probably going to Shark Hunt if it's yeah. right around that week. There you go. Um, cool. So my dishonorable mention. So here's the article title. Honorable mention. Again. What did I say? Dishonorable. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is definitely an honorable mention. <laughs> I have a better dishonorable. Um <laughs> The article title is Sharks Mysteriously Turn Up in Course in Golf Course Water Hazard. Nice. I wrote about this. Yeah. yeah I know what you're so, talking about. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me preface this by saying, also in Australia. Uh, so <laughs> the, so the, the, the snippet that I grabbed from that article is, During a flood near Brisbane, Australia, bull sharks swam their way into the water hazards of a golf, golf course. Once the water receded, the sharks didn't leave with it. There were as many as six sharks throughout the golf course swimming just a few feet away from the players. That's a hell of a water hazard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not getting my ball back. <laughs> Can you imagine water. seeing the ball hit the water and then a bull shark come up and grab it? Like, that would be... But it, the, I would quit. The thing, I'd just be like, turn around and go back to the clubhouse. The thing that made me laugh is because we make jokes about, like, Sharknado all the time and, like, the fact that, like, that brought sharks, like, on the land and stuff. But, like... This is like this is a real thing that happened. Like the yeah. flood, like brought the sharks onto the mainland. And there was something there that they were able to stay in, which is super funny. Yeah, it also goes back to your point about freshwater invasive species yeah. Yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's see that's where my fear comes from because like if they're ever introduced into some kind of if lake, there is, like some sort if of someone sharkado. just and we've had people introduce. I mean, we have anacondas in Florida, so we've had people introduce species that should not be there. Yeah. So if anyone was ever to do that, it would just be like detrimental to whatever like that was in either they would have to hunt them out or they would have to leave them there i do appreciate the golf courses left them there um i don't know how long they left them there for the record yeah say i'm looking at an article that i mean this is eight years ago but it doesn't say anything about them removing the sharks that's see that's what i found too is i didn't see anything about them removing the sharks in fact what i heard is that people still like show up to the golf course and they report that they see fins like popping up out of the water so it's a terrifying thing yeah it's they're just there's just bull sharks, so, which means there's something in there that's keeping them alive, too. So they have plenty of food, whether it's golf balls or fish, whatever. <laughs> but I'm sure it's not good for their... Uh... I'm sure there's also, like, birds and stuff around, but it just proves that they can adapt and they can survive. I mean, they survived, be... like Josh said, they survived multiple extinction events, and they can survive just being thrown into environments that aren't theirs. Yeah, that would be a very uh, intense golf game so but it also like if they are still there it also is a great like publicity like marketing oh yeah because i'm sure like the golf course is like swimming yeah, with like, people hey. now oh, oh that was <laughs> that was I'm, that was, <laughs> oh, that was purely an accident oh man no but it would be like come play golf here and see sharks in this lake that you're not going to get at any other golf course yeah. it's definitely a great marketing ploy as well, so I would have left him in there too. I mean, I, I want to go see it, right? I think it's really cool. I mean, I think it's, I'm not gonna go in the water, yeah. but don't get mad and throw your club in the lake, <laughs> you'll never get it back. Yeah, 
Oh, I love the start of the like, National Geographic. These golfers have more to worry about than their swing. <laughs> I mean, as long as you stay on land, not really. <laughs> <laughs> like the shark's going to jump out and yeah, right. get ball off land. Uh, Cameron, can you follow uh, Shark Lake? <laughs> I think I can. Shark I can follow hazard. it. I can follow it with uh, something that I think is kind of interesting. Uh, sharks that I've actually been learning more about over the last couple of years. I think they're fascinating creatures. Um, so talk about Greenland sharks. Um, Greenland sharks, for those that don't know, they're actually a very, very, very new species. We didn't actually even get one on film until 1995. So they are, I mean, we we have not known about them for very long. They are carnivorous. They are not known to attack people. There are reports that they've bumped kayaks and stuff, but there's no real report of them actually hurting anyone or trying to attack a person. Um, So they're a little bit smarter maybe, and they don't, like, they know what their food source is. Um, The thing that I think is really interesting, though, is that scientists are thinking that they can live about 500 years of their mass life. So they are... Creatures, so they are like fossils that can live to be fossils. Like, I mean, they're they're old living creatures, but that comes with the fact that they don't actually spawn until about 150 years into their life. Oh wow! So within our own human lifetimes, a, like a new Greenland shark wouldn't have even remotely spawned, which yeah. is which is amazing to think about. Yeah. Um, it takes like two human lifetimes basically to get to yeah. that point. Um, they're really docile for the most part. Like I said, they're they're very like non-confrontational um i I just think they're really really interesting they also this is kind of a fascinating fact about them their meat is poisonous it has to be treated a very specific way to be able to eat it i think i think i saw this one of course we're gonna eat it yeah of course (laughs) i know right Uh, we're gonna eat this ancient living fossil that there's not very much of i did see one where it has like the the meat is poisonous unless it ferments for so for x amount of time there's like a very specific process they have to put it through but it has neurotoxins in it, so yeah. it's actually extremely dangerous. You to know what's eat. even more sad about that is that we figured that out. Like, I know how right. many people went exactly. through like you know let's leave this it for a day. Okay, this person died. Let's leave this it for two. Well, days how many later. sharks had to die for that? This is a species yeah. that we don't know how many are even out there because there's not. Uh, like we're just finding yeah. out about them. They're brand new to us, and they mostly stay in really deep, very cold water, too. I mean, every picture you look at them, yeah. there's, like, green surrounding them. And yeah. you can tell it's so freezing cold. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I just think they're really interesting creatures. They can get up to, like, 21 feet long, too. So they are they can get to those sizes that are getting near a whale shark, too. Um, but I, I think in talking about learning more about sharks, learning more about things like this, that they are absolutely carnivorous, that just like great whites are, they, um, they're just as dangerous, but they're docile. They don't. Yeah. They don't care about yeah. humans, and I, I think you know they only care about what their specific food source is, and, and I just think it shows. You know, that there are sharks out there that can look just as dangerous, can be just as dangerous, but we didn't even know about them for this long. So I will say, I saw an article that says um, it kind of debunked the five hundred year old thing. Kind of. Yeah. It says that it's anywhere from two hundred seventy two years old to five hundred and twelve. So like, I guess they don't have a good grasp on yeah the uh, exact age, like how to tell how old they are. I, exactly. What I read is I think the oldest one we found is somewhere in the low two hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can for those that don't know as well, um, I actually don't know how many people know this. You can actually tell how old a shark is by counting uh, the the rings on their vertebrae. 
Okay. Which is really interesting, kind of like a tree. Yeah. Uh, so you can count the number of years. So that's how they figure out how old the sharks are. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I got one from BBC News. It's uh, researchers use radiocarbon dating to determine the ages of 28 of the animals and estimated that one female is about 400 years old. 400. Wow. Wow, this yeah. was in 2016, by the way, too. Okay. That's crazy. So it's still pretty. So so it is definitely like up there for how long they can live. They're yeah. definitely one of the longest living species of anything on this planet. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I, they're just really, really interesting creatures, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Like I like I said on one of the other episodes, I do like learning about new stuff, and this this uh, episode definitely you guys brought some some great articles, and I hope that I did as well. Um, with that note, let's go to dishonorable mentions and talk crap about sharks. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, so my dishonorable mention I'm going to ask you guys if this is going to fly and if it's not I do have a backup kind of um, that I just found don't you mean if this is going to swim my dishonorable shut up my dishonorable <laughs> is uh, my dishonorable is the creation of the baby shark song yes dude my dishonorable is the popularization of the baby shark song alright cool so we're going to let that fly <laughs> Cameron are you cool with that I'm fine with that cool yeah um I have a two-year-old. Joint dishonorable, yeah. I have a two-year-old. I have heard the Baby Shark song like countless times. I'm sure you have two, not even having kids. So no, because I work at I work at Target and uh, I'm over in the toy section. So yeah, we're, we we see a lot of that stuff. So that's why I say the popularization so, of it. I will say that it's a good. It's catchy. So, yeah, it's, it's catchy. So catchy. And, it, and, do, 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 do. and it's definitely <laughs> stop. Uh, <laughs> you are dishonorable. Sir. <laughs> Um, it's catchy and it's good because <laughs> from a dad's perspective, it's good. Like, oh, you want to watch Baby Shark? Here, take it and so I can go do other things. <laughs> I can do laundry or whatever. It's a good thing your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she will agree with me. Um, but it's just so obnoxious. It's one of those things. It's like the, what was that stupid thing where you had like the horse head and people were dancing and you had like, it's oh, like those viral yeah. things where it's yeah, just, it's... you hear it over and over again and you're know, it's like, I'm so tired of hearing it. And then people started doing like metal covers I was about to say, there's like, a metal yeah. cover. And metal yeah. covers of it. Dude, I'm sure there's like a country yeah. cover. It's just like, so it's so popular that everybody's trying to like. But it's making sharks cute. It is making which is making yeah. people less afraid as yeah, well. That's true. Um, I think the thing that got me with that was like you know working in the toy section and working by like the kids books and stuff like that. I see like you know they have CDs, they have kids mm-hmm. books, they have toys, they have stuffed animals, they have you know everything related to those baby shark song. And the reason why mine is less the creation and more mm-hmm. the popularization is because I have a friend that like sheds that she used to sing that at camp when she was a kid. And she's only about a couple years younger than I am, okay. so it's like the song has been around for a long time. I didn't know that. It just, yeah. yeah. So and it just it just recently resurfaced and has made you know become like a big and, and I think the thing that made it that way was the stupid challenge that they did where people get out of the car and do the baby shark song. Was and that walk next to it? Yes. I thought that was the stupid like Drake song or whatever. Oh, and and I think it turned into like the baby oh, shark. Oh God! Thing. See, that's why it's on my dishonorable list. Yeah, that's why, and that's what blow like, it like, that's where <laughs> that's where like I think the popularization hit was because of that. And now like this, I saw the song blowing up after that point. 
If I'm wrong, let us know in on Twitter or Facebook. Yep. Um, At list this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was like that's my issue with this less the creation and more the yeah. popularization of it. But I'm glad that both of us had the Baby Shark song on it. This was my only yep. like. Like I said, I don't I don't not like the song. My kid loves it. It's and I love that she it's loves it. catchy as hell. Yeah. And she started singing it, and it's like the cutest thing ever. It's just that I don't think adults should try to take kids' songs and like do stuff. Yeah, like it. it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah. So. All right. Cameron, you're all by yourself on this yeah, right. Can you follow that? Uh, I think Probably. I can yeah, follow yeah. it up with a lot of what we've been talking about. Um, I am going to say this is going to end on a bit of a downer here. Sweet. But I think it's important with talking about conservation in our waters. Uh, I'm going to talk about shark finning uh, in okay. the oceans, yeah. which is illegal, yeah. completely illegal. Uh, it's done heavily by Chinese fishermen. Yeah. Um, and this, for, so for those who don't know about this, it is kind of a despicable thing. They take sharks out of the water, they fish them out in nets, and they cut off their fins, and then they throw them back in. Yep. And they can't swim. And they can't yeah, swim. So they and when sharks can't swim, they can't breathe, so they're slowly suffocating as they sink to the bottom yeah. of the ocean, just for like that mental imagery. It's, it's a really, really disgusting, terrible, uh, illegal fishing practice. And it's, you know, it's also terrible because there's fishing, and there's fishing for like to have food and things like that but then there's just skimming specific parts of creatures and then just leaving like, them to suffer well, personal they, gain yeah they're like the, it's like decorations and jewelry like it's just random soup. stuff like there's it's like, not necessarily yeah, eating like, right but there's there is a form but like I don't you know. can yeah. you could do other things with these sharks like if you're going to kill a shark and you're going to mass fish them at everything. least be ethical with it in a way that's you know you're trying to use it and that you know that's at least one argument in that direction but in this case this is just something where it's just despicable i mean they yeah. do it for literally one specific dish which it's is shark, shark fin soup. soup yeah and it's it's just not worth killing like hundreds yeah. of thousands of sharks a year and there's a reason why it's illegal it was signed into bill by bill clinton i believe but i know i just realized that but it was signed by bill clinton i mean years and years ago and they're still doing it yeah. to this day yeah. it's it's one of those things that I just I hate hearing about. I hate that it happens still, and it's and it's like it's it's one of the most like depressing things I hear. Like you know, there's so many depressing things I hear about us as like a human race, but like to hear that we're capable of doing something like this yeah. is it, just it, well. In in sharks, again, we've talked about it. They're so important to our oceans. Uh, sharks are also found in every single ocean on the planet. There's a different type of shark in every single ocean on the planet. So they are very, very important to like the waters that we have, and to like cut off their fins and leave them to die. Basically, I mean, there's no, there's nothing humane about it. No. There's nothing humane about these acts. It, it's just, yeah. I, I wanted to bring it to light because I don't know how many people have heard about it. I know there are some people that I've met that haven't heard about it, and it's just one of those things that you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. one of those things that like needs to stop because it's on the same vein and same level as like poaching. Like going yeah. out, like you know, on an African safari and poaching elephants yeah. for their tusks, or you know, different stuff like that. So, um, not sharks, but all, kind of on the same vein. There's a great documentary called The Cove, if you've ever seen it, and it's about, it's about the. Dolphin it's about dolphin yeah. slaughter, yeah. yeah. But it's the same principle, right? Where they just round mm -hmm. up these dolphins, yep, and they murder them, and they round them up. What they do is they. Uh, they like scare them into this cove and then they 
like block off the cove to where they're just in there and then they just kill them. Yeah. So I mean it's kind of the same thing where we're just senselessly killing these sharks. Yeah. And, and it's like you said, like when you go camping, if you kill a rabbit, you try to use every single part of that rabbit. Right. Yeah, you try exactly. to use every single part of that. You don't that's just take, different. you don't yeah, just exactly. take a rabbit's that's, foot and then like put that's it back in the a survival forest. instinct that we have and that's like a more natural thing because that's killing for survival. This yeah. isn't killing for a delicacy. And and I've seen the films that uh, crews have made too where they go out and they film the illegal boats and they mm. film what happens to the shark when it gets thrown back into the water. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do for that shark. It's not like they can, you know, help it out to swim no. forward for the rest of its life. It's gonna die. It's one yeah, of those things. It's where just it more of like they need to like putting out other misery sooner. Yeah. South Park did a similar episode on like, you know, the dolphin thing that you're bringing up and like I think it's like a satirical take on like a... Was that the History Channel thing where like you went to the fishing boat? What do you mean? The uh, As far as the episode? I think so, yeah. Something like that. Whale, but it, whale whores? Yeah, yeah. 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 It, well, it, but like, it just it was interesting that a show like that sheds light on because like it was obviously against yeah. like, you know, the, the, the slaughtering of like yeah. dolphins yeah. and stuff but like, you know, we see similar things like brought up in almost every single medium whether it's yep. well, a comedic or serious and it just it just shows too how abusive humans have been to the ocean as well because um i know a lot of people have heard about the whole sea world debacle where the orcas are no longer allowed like you know a lot they're going to be no more new orcas in anything yeah. like that yeah uh the way that they fish them there's also another documentary about this i can't remember what it's called though i forget what it's called uh there's a documentary about SeaWorld specifically, and it talks about how they get the orcas. They separate them off into coves as well. So they watch them from helicopters. The orcas used to be smart enough to send their babies into one cove, and the adults would go into the other. Then they started using helicopters, and they can see that now. So they can see where they're going, and they chase them, and they, they separate them, which is detrimental. We talk about how smart orcas are. They're also very much about their families and yeah. about their groups. So uh, It's called Blackfish, and I've been wanting to watch yes, it for a it's while. It's a really good yeah. documentary. It is a very, very good documentary. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. Uh, that, I mean, it, it, yes, it was a downer, but it, it needed to be talked yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm glad that you brought that one up. Ocean conservation is so important. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you guys, uh, what do you guys think? I, I will say there are, if you Google like ocean conservation or shark, shark conservation, there are tons of websites and, uh, and organizations that you can get involved with, you know, donate or. Yeah. I am going to, I'm going to go out and say, please, please, if you guys do that, please support some of these ocean yeah. conservation conservation yeah. you know attempts um I, it, it's so well deserved this is such a natural habitat that's like one of the only ones that's left intact you know this is not very often a, i don't i think i'm going to do this on a podcast like this but like yeah. no. you know I mean, please, I please please i don't want to give anyone anyway, specifically yeah. because we're not you know sponsored by anything no, we're right. just saying as a whole of, you know, like yeah just from generosity. our hearts yeah <laughs> uh, so. but with that we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode we appreciate you sticking with us for this long um, as always, I am Josh, and you can find me on Twitter at JawsXBird. Um, I am Cameron. You can actually find me on Twitter as that Cameron guy. Oh, oh that's new. Oh, wow. Twitter. All right. Um, yeah, and cool. And I'm Jim. You can find me also on Twitter at HoldMajimbles. <laughs> and you can find the show on Twitter and Facebook at ListThisPodcast. As well as Instagram now. We as well as Instagram. We do have an Instagram now as well. Where you so. can look at all of our dumb posters. Yes. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> they are Dude, amazing. They're great. I haven't seen the poster for this episode yet. I will. It'll be out. It'll yeah. be out. But yeah. I'm excited. Um, with that, we are going to say bye, and we will see you next time. Again, this has been List This, where we list and you listen. Thanks, guys. See you later, guys.